Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today I've got for you one of the most requested episodes I've ever seen. You guys have been in my comments now for a good three months or so demanding that I give you an update to one of the most famous stories that I've ever covered on this channel. Now, if you've been around on my channel for a while, a year or so, you will know all about this horrible entitled family. I've already made four different episodes on this one family. It's pretty insane. And if you don't remember what happened in them, I'll give you a little rundown before we get into these brand new updates. But also, link down below in the description and in the pinned comments are part one, part two, part three, and part four if you want to watch those before this. However, I'm sure a lot of you remember what this story is about if I mention the name Dan. So if you remember, OP, obviously the writer of these posts, has just a truly awful family. These are a few of the things that they've done to him in the past. First of all, they tried to steal his house. Then they made him live in a camper van. Then they laughed at him for being homeless. Then they ruined Christmas. And most recently, after the entire extended family pretty much told them they are horrible humans, they left for a bit, but then came back, wanting to get involved even more. We actually left the story on a little bit of a positive note last time, if you remember, in part four, where OP was kind of getting one up on his family, in particular over his brother Dan and his wife. But yeah, as I said, if you're not really following that or you're not entirely sure what is going on, the best thing to do is go and listen to the first four parts first. Just sit back and relax. It's all one story. So treat it as an extended episode. That is what I would do if I were you before we get into this. But eight months after that initial surge of posts, we got these updates, starting with this. Well, I figured I'd wait half a year or so after the original post to update everyone, but it ended up being longer than that. Yes, things did go bad again, but not really for me for the most part. I'm pretty much fine, if not almost unscathed since last Christmas, apart from the time my parents and Dan came to me for money, as my last post said, and a more recent confrontation between me and my sister-in-law that you will read about here. Don't worry, We'll get to that. That is the final update of this saga. I did get a few cameras for my house, including a ring doorbell at the front. I didn't tell my family about the cameras just in case, but thus far, nobody has attempted a break-in. I think the way I outed them all before scared them into leaving me alone for the most part anyway. I've taken to renting out two of the rooms in my house, one to a close friend, the other to a friend of said close friend. Both have been fantastic tenants. They know to keep quiet and leave me alone most of the time and even have small refrigerators they keep in their rooms so they don't need to keep any of their drinks in the main fridge. The deal I gave them on rent was too good for them to pass up. It increased my monthly income well and even after taxes, I'm still monthly putting away some decent amounts in the bank since the rent money pays a good chunk of my monthly mortgage. You're all probably wondering how my parents, brother and sister-in-law took to me renting out those rooms to friends. Well, the answer is not well. My father and Dan stayed out of it. 
but my sister-in-law freaked out which made my mother come crying to me over how i could have rented those rooms to dan and his family instead we had a bit of an argument in which i pointed out for one thing they freaking broke into my house before to try and steal it she wouldn't want to let someone who did that move in with her also there wasn't enough room for me dan and his entire family in my house not that i'd ever share a roof with them anyway it's a three bedroom and a manufactured home no less i have the master bedroom and it's adjoining bathroom that would have left only two small rooms for dan his wife and four kids not to mention they'd be annoying as frick to me all the time quick reminder guys as well dan is op's brother also my mum knows very well that i can't be around my sister-in-law because she intentionally antagonizes me and they all mocked me when i was homeless before Besides, my current tenants are both single guys in their 30s that I get along with. My mother had some sobbing excuses for a while, but she finally let it go and admitted that she was just desperate. Oh, and also OP has left this little edit in here. My parents found out I was renting rooms because my sister-in-law basically stalked me in some way. Then she told my parents and then my parents contacted me. And then my mother came over to cry about it. Since then, my parents haven't bothered me once about the house. So things are good for me. My parents and Dan, not so much. It turns out my sister-in-law is a far worse person than even I thought. I already knew she was a gaslighting, self-victimizing drama queen, but she sank even lower because Dan's youngest child turned out not to be his. Yep, you heard all that correctly. My sister-in-law had an affair which in retrospect isn't all that surprising and something a few people here totally cooled months ago. After being caught, my sister-in-law was ousted from the family. Dan just recently finished with his divorce, which actually went in his favor since we thankfully live in an at-fault state. Dan also sued to get his name taken off the birth certificate of the youngest child and won. Basically, after the incident where my parents tried to force me to hand over my house, things got pretty tumultuous over at their house. My sister-in-law blamed me a lot. She was convinced somehow that I had tons of money, like I'd won the lottery or something, and that I should share the wealth. Apparently, it was her idea that they come to my Christmas party because she hoped they could all try to get on my good side. It was also her idea to make my parents and Dan try to get money from me for an apartment. So it really burst her bubble when Dan and my parents informed her of how my finances actually were. For the longest time, she had Dan and my parents fully engulfed in her toxic mindset and only fed their narcissism with her own. So her blaming me made the rest of them blame me. That is until what happened in front of the police when they tried to steal my house. That is when the downfall for my sister-in-law really started. My parents and Dan were apprehensive about coming to my Christmas party after the way I'd outed them. But my sister-in-law convinced them to just throw together a few cheap gifts from what they could get at the last minute and just show up because he'd never throw us out once we're already there. Boy, was she wrong. She gambled on that plan and I, with the complete blessings of everyone I'd invited, threw her and the rest of them out. Her plan, she no doubt thought was the most clever thing ever, backfired in her face spectacularly. I guess being chewed out by family at my party not only wrecked my parents' reputation even more, it actually started a wake-up call for them to eventually not listen to my sister-in-law anymore. And as I said in my last post, my parents decided on going back to church. Perhaps because last year I'd said they'd probably go to hell for their actions, I can't say that's the real reason, but you've got to admit, it would feel kind of satisfying if that was the case. 
though my parents hadn't been to church in two decades before going back. While I don't think it's a bad idea that they're going to church, they need to understand that going doesn't just give them a do-over for all the trash they've done in the past. But I have a little faith that they're at least trying because my parents came to my house without Dan to personally apologize to me after they'd seen an animated video of my first three posts. That's right. They've known about this Reddit account for a long time now. They also know everything I'm saying. Yeah, they're unhappy about it, but I feel everyone here deserves an update since it's anonymous. Wow, I did not realize there was an animated video of the first three stories. Unreal. For my parents and Dan though, watching an animated video of themselves and their own actions was a great way to make them see what kind of people they really are. And they came over to apologize to me later. I'd never seen my father apologize like that to anyone. And the man isn't a good actor. So this felt genuine. They fully acknowledged what they did to me and how there's no excuse for any of it. They even described themselves as narcissists and admitted the truth that they'd wronged me very badly. Then they went on to blame my sister-in-law for a lot of things. Yeah, they kind of threw her under the bus, but it's not like she wasn't guilty of everything they said. My parents have been getting counseling for a while now too and did offer group family counseling, but I declined as I'm not ready for that anytime soon. Dan himself didn't apologize to me for some time, but he looked extremely remorseful anytime the past was brought up. Meanwhile, Dan and my sister-in-law's marriage absolutely fell apart. It wasn't a crumble, it was a cascade. Without me as the scapegoat or black sheep or ATM that they couldn't mock or try to get money from anymore, and after the public humiliation of social media, my Reddit posts, and the animated online video, my sister-in-law finally let out enough of her toxic on Dan and my parents for them to realize she's not the person they thought she was. Their denial had been strong, but my sister-in-law's entitlement was stronger. I've had many a thought of lightsabers clashing over this drama. My sister-in-law clad like a bimbo Sith with a lightsaber that looks like a giant lipstick or something like that. I imagine there's a wealth of puns and jokes to be had there, but I really didn't bother to think in much more detail about her. But as you can imagine, things only got worse because my sister-in-law kept looking for other ways to get what she wanted. She kept bringing up ads for used campers and RVs to try and get my parents to buy one to live out of so they could have the main house. And she kept doing this no matter how many times they told her to stop. She even tried to say to my parents that they should just buy an RV and have a life on the road like normal old people do. Now that was stupid, even for my sister-in-law. The opposite was suggested by my parents, that Dan and her buy a camper themselves to live out of instead. My sister-in-law basically said she shouldn't have to do that since she's the mum. She pretty much lauded the fact that she thought she had total parental authority over everyone's heads because the kids in the house were all hers. And when my sister-in-law didn't get her way, she actually took her baby and left the house to disappear for several days. They knew she was fine because her phone was still working and she was responding to texts with short but passive aggressive answers. And when she came back, she was only more embittered because nobody caved to her demands while she was away. She also refused to go to church. But Dan went with our parents and took his kids along as well, save for the youngest, since my sister-in-law refused to let him take the baby anywhere. Personally, I don't go to church. I believe in God and all that stuff, but I just don't like church. Besides, it never did me any good growing up. Okay, there we go. That concludes update one to this story. And I've got to say, 
It sounds to me as if Dan and your parents, OP, are now finally coming to terms with how badly they acted before. The fact that they probably are narcissistic, at least your parents are. I mean, they literally said it themselves. And I can only see that as a good sign, really, for the future of your relationship. Also, the signs were showing of that potentially happening in the most recent part as well, the part I did a few months ago before this one, where OP's parents as well, they seemed as if they would slowly come to terms with the fact that Oh wait, they've been in the wrong here for a very long time. However, now the worry is that your sister-in-law or your ex-sister-in-law is just completely going off the rails. I mean, who knows what she's capable of? Opie also mentioned at the start here about a very recent confrontation between him and his ex-sister-in-law, which is again, as I said, the, the final part of this story as of today. So we know this is probably gonna grow into something a little bit more serious and she's gonna be the main problem, but there we go. I guess the only thing to do is move into part Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay then, just so everyone understands, a lot of this information came from Dan and my parents, so I'm just telling you what I know. Poop really hit the fan when Dan suddenly called out his wife as a cheater in March. This shocked us all because we thought he was a complete pushover to her. But no, he's not. At least not anymore. You will know how he treated me when I was on his bad side. Well, his wife wasn't spared that ire at all. He started putting pieces together about her deceit after finally pulling his head out of his butt and secretly got DNA tests for all his kids. Three of the kids are his, but that youngest one, the baby, was not. For the record, Dan and I both have pretty dark straight hair that's almost black. Same with our parents. My sister-in-law's hair, or ex-sister-in-law's hair, is straight and pretty dark too, but the baby's hair is lighter and a bit curly. At first, Dan just thought it was because of the baby's age. She kept playing it off, said that it would darken in time, but the baby's hair never got darker. I guess that was Dan's biggest clue. He confronted his wife with the DNA results in front of our parents, and she broke down sobbing that it was a mistake. My sister-in-law pulled out all the DAVO stops, which is an acronym, D-A-R-V-O, which stands for Deny, Attack, and Reverse Victim and Offender. I mean, I'd never heard that one, but it is truly phenomenal. Opie says she denied trickle truth and gaslit but dan had none of it and actually had done more to find out about her affair than i would have ever thought i knew he was smart he just let himself be dumb he had detailed proof of her cheating with phone records texts he got off her phone bank records and the dna test he even identified the man she's cheating with who is likely the father since he has much lighter colored curly hair the evidence against her was crystal clear and dan said she was so bad at hiding her affair He didn't even have a hard time figuring any of it out since he started looking. My parents demanded that my sister-in-law leave their house immediately. That is when she went psycho on them all. First, just yelling, but she quickly got physical. Police had to be called by my mother. And yeah, my sister-in-law was arrested. She scratched up Dan and my father quite a bit with her long fake nails and even harmed her eldest kid in the crossfire by hitting him hard enough to have a black eye and nosebleed when he tried to intervene. 
Dan was smart enough to have his phone recording nearby when he confronted her. So the police had all they needed to arrest her for assault. My sister-in-law's parents had to drive over to bail her out. Then they came back for the baby, her stuff, and her car as well. A couple of days after she got bailed out, she showed up at my house because I was apparently next on her poop list. As soon as I opened the door, she went on a delusional rant where she called me out about posting on Reddit. Then she said I was the entitled bane of her existence. I'm not sure, but I think she might have been high on something because this felt extra crazy for her and her eyes didn't look right. She claimed mothers with young children are the most sacred thing in the world, then went on yelling that giving up my house shouldn't have been too much to ask for because supporting the family was the least that I could have done. And if I had, then her family would still be together. When I tried to talk while she was spewing all that out, she actually attempted to shove me and cover my mouth. She even had her hand poised like she was ready to scratch me. Well, that went about as well with me as you can expect. I'm not exactly one to be threatened. And I told her I'd call the police if she didn't take her hands off me right that moment. I also told her I'd got it all on my doorbell camera. She started panicking the moment she heard camera. Then I ended up verbally savaging her to the point she was backing off my porch. I told her she had some gall to call me entitled when she's exactly that. She didn't work for anything she had anymore, cheated on her husband and got pregnant from her affair partner, made my mother do most of the parenting for her children, spent dad's money till they were in a financial hole and acted entitled to my home to the point of trying to steal it. I called her entitled times 1000 and that she's a greedy female dog who is blinded by narcissism. Then I told her to stop blaming me for her own actions and to never show up at my house again. Wow, that is phenomenal, I've got to say. Then that is giving me some flashbacks to OP's wonderful rant to his family before. Being told all that was pretty much all my sister-in-law needed to hear before jumping back into her car. Then she peeled out and sped off. This was finally the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Now that she was separated from Dan, I ended up finally going to the police and filing a report on her for harassment and the assault she'd done on me last year and her putting her hands on me at my front porch only added to it. The police have it all on record now and I gave copies of the video to Dan for his divorce lawyer. And yes, I did file for a restraining order against my sister-in-law. It was easily granted because it was obvious the woman is unhinged. She's not made a social media post about me since that I could see but that's just because she put her profile on private. I hope her blame ship against me has long since sailed. Either way, she's left me alone. My sister-in-law was still with her affair partner during the divorce. At the time, I had no real idea of what kind of man he is, but any person who monkeys with someone else's spouse and even has a child with them really doesn't have a lot of morals to begin with. Once the divorce was underway, my sister-in-law admitted that Dan just wasn't man enough for her anymore, because he couldn't afford to give her the lifestyle she wanted. She actually believed herself to be on the level of a trophy wife and that she deserves to be with someone wealthy. Dan said he pulled a me and maniacally laughed at her. He said she was nowhere near hot enough to be a trophy wife, along with mentioning any other fault she had. My sister-in-law ended up humiliated by this and ran off like a child. Due to having to live with her parents, my sister-in-law was forced to work in their family business because Dan wasn't giving her access to his bank accounts anymore. She'd already maxed out all the credit cards he previously gave her and she griped about having to work for her parents despite having a college degree. But I think they were the only ones who'd employ her anyway since she's got a criminal record and a decade-long gap in her resume. 
I've heard from Dan that her parents were severely disappointed in her as well, but that was just the rumor. They could be just as bad as her, for all I know. Either way, the trash show of a divorce really took off once it got going. My sister-in-law didn't walk away with much from it, especially because she had an affair, physically hurt her father-in-law, husband, and eldest child, and it's an at-fault state, like I mentioned earlier. So she kissed any chance of getting her way goodbye. I'll go into detail about it in the final post. Now, OP mentions a final post there, but actually, don't worry. There is one more update, update three, but then two more additional posts after that. That is all to come in tomorrow's episode. It would just be too much to fit into one episode. Hope you guys understand. I'm gonna split it into two. But don't worry, it's coming tomorrow. You're not going to have to wait that long. Make sure you put notifications on and then you'll know when it's posted. Now, similarly, with this update to the previous one, I feel like, yeah, it is just your ex-sister-in-law OP who is becoming the major, major problem. I think actually, to be honest, I'm kind of thinking to myself, in a way, she's probably happy with the notoriety she's gained from your post doing so well. Again, like the animated episodes, you know, the stories that are read on, on TikTok, on whatever, Snapchat, whatever, YouTube, of course, my channel. It all helps, doesn't it? So in a way, now that she knows about the Reddit post, she's probably like, oh, it's quite good. Maybe I am a trophy wife after all. But uh, in reality, she's, yeah, clearly a narcissist. But on top of that, she's just a horrible person. And that really is obvious from these first two updates. Anyway, that is gonna do it for this one. As I said, tomorrow, Watch out. The next three, the final three for now parts will be up on my channel. So yeah, stay tuned and I'll see you guys then. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.